Welcome back to Tanning in the Cornfield. I'm Jonah, and Tim is with us as well. Hey, everyone. And I am back and fully enraged that I missed the um, the beautiful podcast with Greg Brown. I didn't know he was coming. I was, I've been emailing for years, <laughs> <laughs> and he finally came on, and um, I wasn't there for it because I might have gone into the future, and yeah. Well, we found out why the email thing doesn't work. Why doesn't it he work? He doesn't have an email. Yes, he does. What do you mean he doesn't have an email? I've been emailing gregbrown at gmail.com. <laughs> I, I don't think he has an email. Oh, really? How are you, or maybe how do you he just get doesn't a, use it. How, how are you supposed to, you know, he's just such an enthusiast of porn. He doesn't have time for email. How, do you, how did you get in contact <laughs> with him? Did he just show up at your house? <laughs> Well, and say, I want to do a podcast with you? Did you just show up out of nowhere? Well, you don't show up out of nowhere. You have to meet up at a cornfield or something like that. How did he contact you, though? With crows? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't contact us. We contact. We kind of contacted How each other. How did you contact him? We contacted each other. How? Well, you know, if you go to as many cornfields as I do on my free time, you'll end up running into Greg Brown. Whatever, man. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, I went into the future. Um, I, I can't necessarily say what's there because, you know, that kind of changes, you know, like how you can't like mess up the past or whatever. And technically, this is the past from where I was from. So I can't come back and say all the things that happened um, unless I would ruin the future, I guess. I don't know how it works. All I know is it's in the handbook and I follow the handbook. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Maybe the reason that I was there is because I didn't follow the handbook. Um, but that's okay. Anyway, um, we are just... Uh, I just... Basically, we're having a podcast because I had a very interesting question that I wanted to discuss. Um, it's about uh, evolution, in a way. I don't know. Anyway. Let's go Darwin. Who? I... Uh, I think I've heard of Darwin before. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, Darwin uh, equals evolution? He's the evolution dude? Yeah. Oh. I learned it in psychology, I think. I took a psychology class. And yeah, I think that's what I learned in there. Anyway, um, so here's my question. So you know um, how penguins are one of the birds that can't fly? Like chickens. Yeah, but chickens are a little more useful than penguins. Like, True, you can't eat it. penguin eggs. You can't eat penguin eggs. You might be able to. I, I They only lay one egg a year, I I think. feel like you're evil if you eat <laughs> penguin eggs. <laughs> um, anyway, and then um, also, uh, they, uh, chickens also, like, you can just eat a chicken and it's, like, normal here or whatever. I mean, you, you don't feel like a monster. <laughs> anyway. I wonder um, if people eat penguins in places. No, they don't. And if they do, they're monsters. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was thinking about it and I was like, huh, you know how, yes, there's penguins in warm places, but you know how, like, Antarctica only has basically three animals or whatever, the North Pole or whatever. They have polar bears, they have seals, and they have penguins, right? Polar bears and penguins don't mix. They don't? Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Polar bears are in the North Pole. Penguins are in the South Pole. Yeah. They don't mix. Yeah, they don't like each other. Here's my thing. You know how it's said that the Earth, all the land was put together, and it spread apart throughout time? 
what if the reason that the penguins are in the cold is because they can't fly, so when the Earth started to split apart, you know they're not very fast. They, they're not very good at waddling. <laughs> but, and they're not the best swimmers, and if they swim so far out, they're just going to get eaten by a seal or something, you know? That's why, if you ever watched, uh, what's the one penguin movie? Anyway, there's a penguin movie, and, no, even if you go to, like, uh, the penguins of Madagascar, there's the seals that they have to get by to get out while they're babies, and that's how it's like for penguins, so they can't leave the place. And is that why they are in that cold place, but they'd actually like to be in the warmer places with all their other penguin relatives? That's my question. I've been thinking about it for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. I'm right. You see, and it applies to other animals as well. Think about it. Where does the fastest animal in the world live? In a warm place. I mean, I think it's just... Um, law of larger numbers here there's more animals that live in warm places and there are animals that live in cold places and you want and to therefore the animal who's the fastest is most likely to live in the warm place just based on probability and because animals like warmness the reason why there is more animals in the warm what do i call it? in the hotter places i don't know it's because it's easier to they're weak they couldn't survive in the cold it's because they're smart their bodies might be weak but their brains are massive massive brains did you just insult the brains of penguins no i didn't i said they want to go to the warm but they can't because of the stupid seals <laughs> <laughs> because they can't fly um, but you see, some penguins, like the penguins of Madagascar, are smart, and they get out of the cold. And where did they go? They went to an island. Eventually, after the zoo, they went to where the weird monkey dude is, you know where he is. They went there, and they escaped the cold. And did they ever go back? No, they created their own, like, weird clan, like, kind of, like, secret agent type of thing. Um, and they, they have massive brains. I guess, isn't there one that's supposed to be a little bit dumb? Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's why I was kind of thinking. Because if you think about what are animals that live in the cold? Seals that could swim theoretically to the warm. But, but aren't there seals the that cold? live in the warm too? Yes. So the seals that live in the cold are outcasts because they're penguin eaters. <laughs> I don't know if that's correct. I think they choose to live in the cold. Because they're cast out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There's birds that fly from the North Pole to the South Pole every year. What birds? I don't know what they're called. You don't know what birds they are, so obviously they're not cool birds. Puffins live in the cold. Do they really? Mm -hmm. Puffins are really cool just because they have the one cereal. You know the puffin cereal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why puffins are cool. Um, anyway, there's other things, but uh, I don't know. I feel like, why else would a penguin want to live in a cold spot? Have you seen everything about them? They have to stay huddled on their egg while the other one goes and fishes or whatever and comes back. And why would they want to do that? It's so cold. Why? You know, penguins' uh, quality of life would be so much better if it was warmer. I'm not promoting global I... warming in, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's entirely correct. Penguins could choose to live there because there's less predators there. Their quality of life is actually higher in the fact that they don't have to evade as many predators living in the cold. That That's actually a, a decent point. But what about the animals that live in the warm? 
their quality of life is terrible because they're constantly avoiding predators and unable to enjoy the warmth. I still think they can enjoy it. At least they're not shivering in the cold huddled over an egg. Well, they're safe if they're shivering in the cold huddled around an egg. I guess. <laughs> anyway, that is an option. So basically we have penguins, of course, are super smart. So either, maybe there's two tribes of penguins. The ones that want to be safe from predators and live in the cold. And ones that would rather be warm and have more predators. Is it kind of like, I don't know, kind of like how there's some people um, that like the hot and there's some people that like the cold. Um, and with the hot, there's certain things they live without. And without the cold, there's in, in the colder places, there's certain things they live without, like cornfields. Very true. So our conclusion here is everything that lives in the cold chooses to live in the cold. No, everything that chooses choose. in the warm chooses to stay in the warm. That's what you said. You said there's two clans and one chooses the warm and one chooses the cold. You said what, choice. What about the middle? What about the middle? There's always people in the middle. There's always yeah, penguins in the middle. But what animals are in the middle? There's penguins that live in semi-cold places. Like where? Uh, the southern tip of South America. That's semi-cold? Isn't mm -hmm. it warm? They have here? a summer. Isn't it warm? No, warm not here? on the southern tip. They get snow. Sorry, I had to do like the where it is. <laughs> Southern. So like bottom of Chile? Yeah. It's cold there? Oh, I guess yeah. it is because it's farther away from the equator. Exactly. Interesting. I don't know. I Penguins in the middle. The fence sitters. <laughs> anyway. Um, is there any um other questions you've been thinking about recently that um we could construct on this podcast? Because I personally I feel like I know a lot more about penguins now. <laughs> and, uh, the thought processes that penguins go through when they're deciding um, their <laughs> where to live. It's kind of like one of those like uh, those house shows that they're like that they have like a realtor that comes around and like shows them a whole different bunch yeah. of houses. But it'd be penguins. It's like you can live in the cold. You probably won't get eaten unless you swim too far out or a seal is just really smacking his lips hungry style. And then you could either have warm and there's a few more predators. What what eats ping what eats penguins? Seal except seals. What else is that cold hearted? <laughs> <laughs> Anything with teeth? Oh, interesting. But why don't they just jump in the water? I guess there's, there's teeth in the water. water. <laughs> Only sharks, right? What else? Orcas. Is Piranhas. I I don't think piranhas are by penguins, but if they were, I don't know, man. Anyway, Would penguins eat fish. Could a penguin eat a piranha? Could they eat each other? That'd be interesting. The battle of eating each other. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very well. And on that point, I went to the museum lately, and they didn't have any fossils of penguins. I was so disappointed. They don't. I I didn't see any. No fossils of penguins. Maybe it's because they do live in the cold and no one wants to go find <laughs> fossils there. <laughs> so I Don't fossils have to be around for a stinking long time, though? Isn't it like a million years? You can probably find like someone that. in, like, the... You know how they, like, find the weird bugs in tree sap? Yeah. And you, like, preserve a penguin in tree sap. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to do something. that with every creature? Are they going to, like, have, like, a museum of tree sapped animals? That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. New business idea. <laughs> Tree sap museum. <laughs> Every animal, um, even the extinct ones. <laughs> I mean, we're not making more animals extinct by making more museums. <laughs> Who would do that? Anyway, I, I don't... 
I don't think penguins have been around long enough. They're not like, they're not dinosaurs. But if you think about it, are how long chickens have aren't been chickens around? dinosaurs? And if chickens are dinosaurs, why is there no chicken? Or are there chicken fossils? Do we just not hear about it because we already know the bone structure? Hmm. Or maybe we just need to make our own fossils. How do you make your own fossils? I don't it know. Takes, we need to figure that one doesn't out. Doesn't it take like hundreds of thousands of years? I don't know that certain times. There's probably some... Uh, what what are people that look for fossils called? Paleontologists? Or isn't that more dinosaur? Any of you fossil people are probably screaming at us right now. I mean, like, it takes so many years. I'm like, it takes three days with our new special fossil, fossil thing. But... The thing is with fossils, it's like, um, the good thing about fossils is most of the time it's more of a natural death. Um, and I feel like if you're making your own fossils, you would be just destroying species. <laughs> <laughs> and if this become a popular idea or a popular thing to do, things would become more extinct quite easier because people would be like, oh, I want a fossil of a giraffe and they go kill a giraffe and fossil it. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it could be a thing. Why don't we just make fake fossils? Because it's not real and no one likes fake things. True. Next. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... You know what? The, you know what the big problem with fossils? What? You don't get DNA samples. What do you mean DNA samples? Can't you? No, no it's, it's just like an indent in a rock. Yeah. Though. isn't That's kind of weird that all a fossil is it's an indent in a rock. Yeah, okay. I think we should stick with the tree sap idea on second thought. <laughs> but how are we going to, how do you get this much tree sap? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start a tree sap farm. You know, do you no. know maple syrup is actually just tree sap? Is it? Yes. Oh my, so Maybe. we can make a tree sap farm to sap things that make our sap museum. And kill innocent creatures. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't want it, 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 It's just. Enhancing a natural process. Death is just natural. <laughs> we could just be there right when they die, and instead of a sad coffin where they're decomposed, we'll offer them immortality in tree sap. What are you gonna do? Drive around <laughs> roadkill! <laughs> Jump out of your car, put some sap around it, throw it in a museum. Is that beautiful? What you're do? That no, can be that, our roadkill that's section. That's not beautiful. <laughs> I don't want to go to a museum. We'll get roadkill. Actually, there is the worst museums. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it might work. If I mean, there's that. taxidermy museums. If there's taxidermy museums, there can be tree sap museums. I mean, why not? How much are you going to charge for people to come into your museum, though? Well, $500. it is a priceless experience, but we could probably get away with $25 a head. Holy moly. How many uh, creatures are you going to have in your museum? How big of a space is it going to be? Well, <clears throat> I was thinking the size of the Empire State Building, but we might have to make it bigger. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> wide or tall? Just square footage. Oh, okay. Overall, so like 25 square feet. I had a few zeros over there. Oh, really? I was thinking more of, like, the Lego version. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be super cool? What if you... See, I've seen this in Minecraft before, but um, basically, you can make, like, a rep... What if they made, like, a real-world replica of the world out of Legos? But it's not as big. It's, like, a smaller version, but you can still see every single house in the world. Would that take too long? Like that would take really long. Like you'd have a better chance combining Minecraft and Google Earth. 
See, what this is what I've seen. I, there's a certain group. This is where I get it. There's a certain group in Minecraft. They're, they're going around using Google Maps and rebuilding the entire world. Yeah. So they do every single building, and they try to get every single detail, and they even do most of the insides of the building, which is super cool. And basically, um, I'm thinking, what if you could do that with Legos? Sorry. That would be very interesting. That'd be, I don't know. That's a lot of plastic. Like... Was, Doing yeah. that would cause global warming. <laughs> but it'd be cool. Is having a cool replica of the Earth worth our Earth exploding? I don't know. I'd rather, like, I don't know. I think there's better things we can do with our resources. Like, Legos? Like, how are we supposed to apply that? We already make billions and trillions of Legos. Why can't we just say, sorry, kids, you're not getting Legos for Christmas this year. We're using them for a replica of the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> But what what benefit does that get to society once we're done? A cool Earth replica <laughs> made out of Legos. Well, that sounds like something we would do. It would get a lot of views on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and it would make someone. I don't. I, they'd probably lose money overall on it. To be yeah, honest, they would. Maybe they just need to get a whole bunch of like uh, donations for it. They could set up like a whole GoFundMe page for it. <laughs> Help me, <laughs> Help me recreate Earth. Help me recreate Earth. It'd be funny. Anyway, um, so yeah, that probably wraps it up for today. Um, we learned about, I guess, animals thinking. We went inside the brain of animals, and we decided how they think and um, how they would make a great TV show. Not really though. They'd pick one or the other. There's not. I guess animals on TV sounds great. Nature Channel for life. I'm not can't say i i'm the biggest fan anyway <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna uh just basically end it see you guys next time whenever that is